The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. It's not another Buffalo podcast with John. You know, there's no way in hell that I can leave that in, right? <laughs> you don't think so? <laughs> I mean, come on, Brandon needed a computer for this podcast, and he said, you know what, Dad, can I have a computer? Cam needed a computer, and he steals 10 of them. (laughs) He steals 10 of them. And Brando. The one I got (laughs) from 2011, it was probably one that Cam stole originally. That's why it doesn't work now, huh? Yeah, yeah. All right, welcome back to Not Another Buffalo Podcast. I'm John. I'm here with Pat and Brando. You can find us on Twitter at NotBuffPodcast. Happy to be a part of Buffalo Rumblings. How are you guys doing? Happy to be here, gentlemen. The sun was shining today. It was snowing on Monday, 80 on Sunday. <laughs> it's it's like a, this life right there, right? It snows one day, sunburn the other day. You got to find find the sunshine when you can. Wow. Getting deep here early. Oh, from, it's uh, after dark, bro. Weird things uh, happen yeah, after night. It's well after dark. Our Wednesday episodes are so late. And uh, this isn't going to be nearly as late as we're going to have to tape on draft night if that ends up working out. So stay tuned for that. And if you were wondering, this is our 67th episode. And if you if you do the math, it's two episodes from now. <laughs> Pat, you look like you were going to contribute something to that. <laughs> well, you know, like Maxine Nightingale would say, we're right back where we started from. Um, there we go. Very generous co-workers <laughs> and um, podcasters and members of the Buffalo Rumblings Media Extravaganza. Um, so it'll be a very generous time to um, be there. <laughs> well, speaking of draft stuff, we really haven't covered a lot of draft stuff on this podcast, only because we're not the kind of guys who have been studying film on these prospects for the last four months. We're probably going to look at doing our own mock draft next week with the Wednesday episode, which will be pretty fun. That'll be the day before the draft. But yeah, so we're we're almost there. It, by the time this episode comes out, it'll be less than a week away. Bills are on the clock at 25 and we're already, I mean, we've been speculating all off season, whether we think that they're going to trade up, trade down. Brandon Bean came out and said today that they don't have 32 guys with the first uh, round grade on them. So there's a possibility that there's nobody there at 25 that they have a first round grade on. If, uh, if like everything goes wrong and they could be trading back or they could be trading up to grab one of those guys that they do have a first round grade on. So let's, let's talk through some of the hypotheticals here. If, if they are going to trade up, what kind of situation do you think would warrant that? All right, I have a question for you because I can't find this. I've 
actively researched this and I can't find us. I'm a little disappointed in myself, but I was looking for the number of draft day transactions that Brandon Bean and Sean McDermott have in their tenure over five drafts. Well, Sean McDermott's five, Brandon McDermott's. Brandon McDermott. <laughs> Brandon Bean is four because of that first draft McDermott ran on his own. Um, but we have seen a lot of movement in every draft. It is not afraid to make moves. And what, as of a couple of years ago, uh, in 2017, they traded once with the Chiefs, obviously, which was the Trey White pick. We got third and first round picks. They traded. A, and that was the Patrick Mahomes pick. That was the Patrick 10. Mahomes trade. Well. And there's another one. They traded up to get Zay, jo- Zay Jones. So in 2017, they had three trades. <laughs> yeah, they traded up for Deion Dawkins. Um, that was in 2017. And that's it. So that's four trades in, his, in Sean McDermott's time. And then the next year, they obviously put two trades together just for Josh Allen to move up. Uh, they moved back up again for a third time with Tremaine Edmonds to get up to 16 and take him. Um, and I'm trying to think second round pick that year. Do you remember who we got? Uh, we might've given up the second round pick to trade up for Tremaine or Josh. I can't remember if that pick was included in one of those trades. Well, 2018, did you say? Yeah. Actually, I believe Cody that's Ford, Cody right? Ford, right? We moved up oh, to yeah. get oh, Cody I Ford again. Was... Nah, yeah. He, oh, I thought him. he was third. Yeah, no. Oh, no, Harrison Phillips. Taron Johnson, Saran Neal. Bro, what a draft Harrison class. Phillips was a third round. I got it right here. Josh Allen, Tremaine Edmonds, Harrison Phillips, Taron Johnson, Saran Neal, Wyatt Teller, Ray Ray McLeod. That was their draft class. Damn, what a class. Oh. Ray Ray McLeod even went on to play with the Steelers. Still and, active. And still, still with Everybody's Steelers, active yeah, except yeah. Austin Proyle, who was the seventh Pro, round yeah. wide receiver. And he might be, I mean, he's, I feel like he's been on the practice squad even recently. Um, or maybe he was in camp with them last year at their most recent. I don't remember. But anyway, that's crazy. Obviously, Wyatt Teller has gone on to be all pro. Um, so good, good draft there. But yeah, I believe Harrison Phillips was the third round pick in that draft. So they probably traded that it was second the next round pick year. To, to move up. It was the next year that they moved up for Cody Ford in the second round, sixth pick. Yep. Um, they did not really move up anymore. I'm trying to think. So who else? The next draft was Cody Ford. Epinesa was the year that they didn't have a first round pick because yeah, they yeah. traded that pick for Stefan Diggs. Oh my goodness. Listen to this draft. This is just 2019 right after they got Josh coming off of his rookie season at Oliver, Cody Ford, Devin Singletary, Dawson Knox, Benson, Joseph linebacker, Jaquan Johnson, safety, Daryl Johnson, linebacker, Tommy Sweeney, tight end. Yeah. 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 All studs. Really the only high round miss you can say at this point is probably Cody Ford. Um, you know, you the book is still a little bit out on AJ Epinesa as a second round pick. Obviously, he hasn't been amazing or anything like that, but Zach Moss know. is kind of a bum too. I mean <laughs> such a rude way to say that. For what yeah, we, we obviously, drafted. You obviously get Kamara a third in the round fourth pick. round. You get all these running backs so good later on, and then you got Zach Moss in the third round. And it's like, yeah. But either way, Brandon Bean. Well, we should talk about running backs in a second here after we finish the, the trade up conversation. Yeah. And we're kind of throwing trading down into this too. These are two very separate questions. Like, what what would the, the situations have to be? So, well, let, let's try to answer that question. Like, what would the situation be to trade up? Like, do you, I don't know how familiar you guys are with some of the prospects that are available. Yeah. Moipoco. Moipoco. But, a little bit. Uh, 
Brandon Bean's got some kahunas. That's what it's going to take is for all of those guys to be gone. When they pick, uh, you, you trade down, obviously. I mean, you're not going to take a quarterback. You're not going to take Malik Willis if he's still on the board at 25. You hope somebody comes up to get him and they want your pick. I mean, in a best case scenario world, there's a huge run on offensive linemen and quarterbacks. You hope that Kenny Pickett and uh, Malik Willis both get taken in the top 10 for some of these QB needy teams, even though most draft guys don't have a first round grade on either of those guys. Um, But again, you know, we can say this whole best player available thing. Obviously that doesn't work if you don't have a position of need and there is a really good player available. Like obviously the bills aren't picking a quarterback. If that's the best player available, you know, grain of salt with that. But on the flip side of that, you kind of do have to draft for need. If you're one of these, you know, these teams like, I don't know, the Steelers. I mean, they could get by this year without a pick. Um, but I mean, you're looking at the Seahawks, the Panthers. Who else has a top 10 pick that's quarterback? Lions. Needy. There's one more. Lions. Yes. That WFT. Was the other one. Panthers. Yeah. Falcons. Washington football team. Yeah. <laughs> well, the commies. <laughs> the commies. Yeah. I mean, there are some scenarios I could see, though. I mean, I think that like, I don't know, God forbid say, I mean, and this is like just all very uh, hypothetical, but let's say, because I mean, from what we're hearing, I mean, like Ahmad Gardner is like a transcendent player, a player that is going to come like, I mean, this is a guy who started all four years in college and never allowed a single touchdown pass his way. So you're assuming that he's going to be, you know, um, I mean, obviously he played at Cincinnati, so that's not Bama or anything, but like, I don't know if you're within six picks of him or maybe like Trent McDuffie from, from Washington, like a, a top tier defensive back, perhaps you, you deal a couple, maybe a second or a third. Like if it's really like someone that you feel like you can get on the field right away. But I, other than that, I probably see him going backwards. It would have to be like someone within reach, probably within seven picks to move up and, you yeah. know, and there's a good know. chance both those guys are gone in the top 15 you know, pretty easily. I, I think another name that might be pertinent to that argument is like uh, Andrew Booth, uh, another cornerback who who might be available. Yeah, at that hey part man, of those, the Clemson, draft, those Clemson boys. You know, if you play in the ACC, you're stud automatically. So, yeah. The, the example I like the most when you're looking at precedent is when Tremaine Edmonds was supposed to be a top ten pick, and he got to fifteen. And I like Brandon Bean and. Um, Joe Shane did a documentary series about that draft and they were talking about how Joe Shane was working the phone for the Josh Allen trade. He was the one that made the call to Atlanta to uh, facilitate that trade because Brandon Bean was on the phone with other people um, with Denver because right they had a trade lined up with Denver before. But if Bradley Chubb was on the board, they weren't going to trade the pick and Tremaine starts falling and they're like calling everybody to try and get up. Cause they're like, we had this guy as like a top seven player. He's at 14, 15, 16 right now. Like we need to get this guy. Um, and you see them pony up for it and they, they did it. And we've obviously had him on this team and he's got the second most all time tackles under the age of 24 yeah, 25. whatever, yeah, whatever you want to say about his contract, either way, we've had him for five years on a good deal. And, um, so if you see a safety, even, even the safety, who's that top safety player? Um, Notre Dame's got a kid who's supposed to be a stud. Uh, uh, yeah. Cause there's not likely not going to be like multiple safeties selected. Kyle, the Kyle Hamilton. It's Kyle Hamilton. Yep, yeah. He's thank like you. A, yeah. So he's another prospect. And I mean, that's an interesting pick as well because you're like, okay, if if he's selected at, at 25, they're moving on from Jordan Poyer after this year. And that's on a team that you know can definitely win the Super Bowl. 
I don't want I don't want to say that these guys can't be professionals, but that seems like it could be a distraction. Uh let's if he's if he's a Bill Belichick disciple, he doesn't give a shit about what the fan wants or he doesn't give a shit about what the media wants. He's going to, you know, well, I mean, put the cheapest about... player, you know, I mean, I, I think exactly. Jordan Poyer think... is a transcendent player. And I think that we'll look back in 10 years and say, you know what, I'm glad that he was on the, on the bills during our time, you know, covering them like we do. But at the same time, if there's an opportunity to, you know, whatever, give someone the shaft, you know, who's at slightly lower talent with a higher upside. I think that it's something that, you know, oh, I absolutely I, agree <laughs> with that, Pat. Absolutely agree with you. And it's that pick would be in the interest of the 2023 bills. Does that make sense? And you don't yes. want to like, I, I know that there's a huge balance between, you know, winning now winning this year when you actually, I mean, not saying that they won't have the same talent next year, but like, you know, everyone's focused on this upcoming season, right? And you do want to be in your own best interest for the future. That's why I think that they'll probably take a tight end in the third or fourth round in this draft too, because they got nobody on the books for next year and they need some, you know, cost control talent at that position for the years going forward. But it's every decision that you make for the future usually has some kind of impact on the present year. And if you're sending a signal to Jordan Poyer, okay, you're going to take this guy under your wing. You're going to train him up so that you're dispensable next year. Like that's, that's an interesting dynamic. And I know that these guys are professionals and yeah, that's, that's not a good move. Cause Brett, cause Brett Favre said it best. I get paid to throw the football, not teach Aaron how to do it. Like, you know, <laughs> right, I mean, like right. I mean, that's, yeah, it's, it's, here's the other thing there's though. A, there's a dynamic there, that you so. have to remember because Kyle Hamilton, this is specific for this guy. We need cornerback depth, right? If you draft this guy, he is not just a safety. Like he will play. Yeah, he can a, play outside. He can play inside. He can play linebacker. He's 6'4, 220. 6'4, 220. Oh my God. Born March 16th, 2001, if you want to throw up. Yeah. Um, Pisces. <laughs> but this guy could fill the need now and later. That's why I think he would be a good pick. But. I mean, do you tell Jordan Poyer, listen, bro, he's playing corner now, but like next year he's playing safety. Like, do you? Well, it's just like my thing though, too, Brandon, is that like, I mean, why are we signing back Saran Neal? Why is Jaquan Johnson so hey, are you, eager are you to stay on the Saran team? Saran Neal? Are we slandering? No, I'm saying him? like, no, I'm saying like if he's on the squad, you would think that they would already have these players in place if there was a situation where Jordan Poyer couldn't make it back on the team. Or if he's hurt or if Micah, Micah Hyde, they have a lot of depth at that yeah. position. I mean, so I don't I think, think Saran Neal is the type of player who could sub in for one of the safeties very easily. He's special. He's teamer. definitely, yeah, he's, he's listed as a safety. I mean, a strong safety. He's, is a, what nickel. he's, he's a nickel. So no, he yeah, can he's play a, safety. He's a nickel cornerback. He can play yeah, safety so linebacker or corner. But right. think about it. Like Kyle Hamilton is like Saran Neal on steroids. So, um, and Saran Neal already looks like he's on. And, and Saran Neal's not six four, dude. so and he doesn't have that speed. I mean, it's the same thing. You're going to need somebody. He could also play into the role of replacing Tremaine Edmonds because you need that six five wingspan. That's why Tremaine was drafted because he can cover sideline to sideline, no matter what his flaws are. And Kyle Hamilton, given the opportunity, might be able to do that as a hybrid Jamal Adams, Troy Palomalu linebacker well, safety type. I, I think we forget that. Matt Milano also played safety for a majority of his college career as well. I didn't so know that. that. I didn't know that. Safety. That's a good, yeah. that's a good yeah. point, buddy. I like that. Yeah. So, and that's also, did you know the bills pay the most money to their starting linebackers in the NFL and they play yep. two. I right. heard that they on WGR two, this two linebackers. Yep. Uh, uh, number one is Tampa Bay. Is it? 
Is that well? Yeah. I mean, if you had if you had those two guys, I feel like Levante David and Devin Waiter. Just like we're gonna look back in twenty years and be like, those were men amongst boys. But yeah, no, for sure. And it and that's with one guy still on a rookie contract. I mean, granted, yeah. it's a fifth year option yeah. of a first round pick, so it's pretty no, pricey. But twelve mil, right? So it's like again, it's a really interesting balance. How do you also plan for the future without sacrificing the present? You know, and that's what that's what Brandon Bean has done really well at. So. I can see plenty of scenarios. I mean, it really depends on who gets picked where on draft night. If they trade up, they trade back. I do have a sneaking suspicion that Malik Willis is going to go somewhere in the top 10 because somebody, you know, obviously he's somebody who isn't looked at as a ready for the NFL right now prospect. But I think that the reason he gets picked in the top 10 is people see what happened to Josh Allen. Josh, he's everyone. Everyone thinks that someone with, incredible traits like Malik Willis or Josh Allen can be molded into the player that Josh Allen is now, who basically has not only covered up some of his flaws, but enhanced the the top end and the ceiling of his game by putting weapons around him and, and putting him in the right system. So even, even if that's not the case for most quarterbacks, I, I think that most teams are going to think, Oh yeah, we can do that. The bills did that. You know, it's it's so funny because it's like a coaching thing. It's just the ego that it takes to get into the job. You have to be like, yo, I can do that with this kid. And like sometimes I catch myself doing that. It's like you just want somebody athletic. If you're coaching basketball, you don't really care, especially tennis right now. Like I don't care if they never picked up a racket like you think you can coach if this kid can run, if this kid can, you know, if he can play basketball, he should be able to play tennis. But um, having a guy like I just I hate the low floor argument. Cause like I, you know, that's me in life always. So, you know, I don't want the Mac Jones. I don't want the Ryan Tannehill. I don't want the Kirk cousins. Like, cool. You can make it through it every day and not messing up. But what do you, what is your next level? You don't have the substance to you that I need to like you to hang my hat on your doorway. Like, you know what? I'm not here to invest in you. You are cool to look at. Having your Jersey is not a bad thing. Like, it's not like I'm burning through uh, Roscoe Parrish, Fred Jackson, Marshawn. You know, it's not like they're Kirk Cousins stable. He's in these teams for a while. Like, it's the relationship analogy all day long. But it, no, I would give me somebody who's got the traits. Like, you know, we can work with with that. Almost like if you played wide receiver at Texas A&M University and you had 950 receiving yards your freshman year and they said, let's have you play quarterback. I'm just, just don't throw Tanny into this mix. Sorry, I'm just, buddy. I'm, Ryan, sorry. Ryan, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> I, it's like a backhanded compliment because it's like the stability no, is, is there. Though. He can get you to the playoffs, but is he going to... Is he going to win you a Super Bowl? They have that no. bet at WGR. It's like, is Ryan Tannehill ever going to win a Super Bowl? Is Kirk Cousins ever going to win a Super Bowl? Like, uh, Matt Stafford is like the line of he's elite, but like, like he needs the stuff around him. Josh might not because he's a unicorn like that. And I, I'm always going to take the person with the traits, the person who's got the personality, the person who's got the substance, the person who's got the depth instead of, all right, you come in here, you get a B, good job. Like, no, nah, give me the, yeah. give me the C to A range every day. Like, yeah. And, and just like I just said that people are swinging on quarterbacks with traits now because of Josh Allen and he's the unicorn example. Also, people look at I mean, you look at Tom Brady and everyone thinks that they if they draft somebody with mediocre traits, who's got a good head on their shoulders, they're going to turn into the next Tom Brady because he was elite because of his ability to read defenses. And same thing with Peyton Manning. Like neither of those guys were I mean, they had great arms in their prime, but 
they also made their living reading defenses and making good decisions. And that's obviously a huge part of, you know, being a quarterback as well. So it's interesting, but we still got a couple things to talk about, um, but we're going to get a quick break in here before I forget. Uh, so we'll be right back. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity, but giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. So anyway, do you guys... We'll just have like a quick two or three minutes on this, but do you guys see any chances that there is a current player um, bundled into a trade here or packaged into a trade, whether you're trading up? I mean, you'd probably be trading up in this situation. Do we see anybody on the Bills roster? I don't want to say expendable, but who who comes to mind? You boys thinking Appanessa? Yeah. I don't mean to throw him out there. It's possible. I don't know. I mean, there's some people who say Tremaine Edmonds and... I I don't think that he's going anywhere for this year. I think that they need, if they dropped a developmental person at linebacker, I I think that that's totally that's totally cool. Give somebody one year in the system, and then they can, if they absolutely need to, move on from Edmonds next year, so they they they're not paying linebackers an insane amount of money. But yeah, I don't I don't know, I, I don't really see it happening. I mean, that's pretty rare on draft day to have players in with picks because a lot of that stuff is spur of the moment trading Mm -hmm. for for stuff so you can you can come up with a trade value to trade up based on i mean there's a there is a precedent for how much picks are worth at at each level of the draft so you can you know maneuver trades that way and come up with a good starting point and, and what people want and then go from there based on you know what do you want to pick in that situation what the other team would have picked if they kept that pick, but so I, I got I a question think it's for likely, you, man. But anyway, because like in my mind, my question would be, and obviously we're saying Tremaine Edmonds is probably going to be on the team, but let's say we throw in a three, how far ahead? Cause what are we picking at? 25, 26, 25, 25. Yep. 25. How many picks ahead do you think Tremaine Edmonds and a three gets us? What, what, what do you think the top 10. spot that gets us to 10? 10? No, 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 it no, gets no, you no. to 15. Like it'll get you 10 okay. spots. 10 spots. Ahead. Oh, okay. 
I think that's I think that's generous. I think that a, a third round pick in Tremaine Edmonds moves you. Uh, well, you're giving up a first in Tremaine. That's what I'm Tremaine's saying. Worth uh, that's a first. what I'm saying. He's, Tremaine was a first round pick. I think first. if you traded in Tremaine today, he's he's in a contract year, so he doesn't have. He's only under contract for one year. That plays a role into it. He has a very high salary right now. I think he's in the twelve, 12. million dollar range, like eleven, 12? like eleven and a half, yeah, something like that. So I say the best asset you could get for Tremaine Edmonds if you're trading him straight up is a second round pick. And if you're thinking of trading a second and a third round pick, you're probably only going to move up five spots. Because if you're trading next year's first round pick, that'll get you to 15. But See, I think I t- if, you, if you're talking about next year's first, that gets you into the 10, top 10. But if you throw it to Tremaine, based, based, and that's based the only on the, difference is that salary. Based on earlier precedents, I have... I have done some research on this next year's first will only get you to uh 13 but or that, 12 that's only best. they were just talking about this too because that is if you have quarterbacks needies and you have quarterback people that want it because when you're moving up to get i mean you look at all the big move ups when to, what it really costs to move up is for a quarterback and it's two first right it's always a lot but they don't have that if you're not like like marcus davenport when the saints moved up for him at the end that cost them two firsts but it was a first and next year's first. It was only the one when we, when we and moved he really up for didn't Sammy. Deliver as much. Well, it is two first. You're trading your first round pick plus the next yeah, first. But round that's pick. why so, I yeah. think if you're trading your your player. But remember, he's still team controlled. Two years, you got a franchise tag, and you got coaches all over the league that just covet him. Like Robert Sala, just like it gushes over him, and and all of these defensive coordinators gush over Tremaine Edmonds just because we kind of are biased here in Buffalo. We see every play, we see every tackle, but he's a unicorn on defense, whether you want to believe it or not. If he's 24, six, five runs a four, four, you know, it's like with the way that these tight ends uh, coaches covered that same thing with traits and coachability. Um, and I really think even with the way that the salary is, um, he would get you up, especially in a draft like this, where there's not a ton of first round talent. And, and the only reason that you would even trade him is if you're not going to draft the linebacker, by trading him. Well, you're not going to do that. Mm-hmm. You, you getting a Defensive weapon to back. improve the offense. And I don't think they, ha- they even do that without having a replacement in play already. Cause you do not take him off a super bowl team and say, you're trying to go all in this year. He stays on your team and you use picks. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't yeah, know. So I'd, I'd agree with that. It's an interesting hypothetical. I mean, it's so funny. We're, we're sitting here debating this and neither of us would take that deal yeah. either. Yeah. I, would no, not no, trade so, I didn't mean to throw it out there. I just, I just was wondering no, what you guys no, thought. You're, you're you're totally good. Like it's, you know, it again, you'd be getting a great piece for the offense, but at the expense of creating a gigantic hole on defense, like you said, but how so big is the hole have, on defense? If you're scoring 40 points a game, uh, still pretty big. But, if, but I mean, what's <laughs> the hole take you from 17 to 25 yeah. points against. So what score 40? Do we really need another wide receiver though? Like I feel like this guy's going to be, and especially like, what is it? That kid from Alabama, who's probably like the top wide receiver prospect right now. The guy who tore his ACL. He just destroyed as well as, yeah, Yeah. his ACL in the national championship Uh, game. Williams. Yeah. He's supposed to be like Tyreek Hill-esque. Yeah. But But anyway, the the reason why the the Bills need a receiver is they need some young talent at that position. That is obviously a coveted position. I think that a sec getting a valuable second round wide wide receiver would make me super happy because obviously there is there is some depth of talent in this class and it doesn't really fall off until like the third round based on what some people have said. But anyway, it's just it's the whole thing of having cost controlled talent at that position. True, when you true. already have a $20 million receiver on the books in Stefan Diggs. 
And so, I guess you're right. Gabriel Davis is not going to be cheap when he wants another deal either. Right. But I mean, you're, you're, when you're talking about teams with elite talent, I mean, you want three great wide receivers. You don't want, I mean, you, you obviously created a hole with, with Cole Beasley and you're filling that right now with, um, Jameson Crowder. Right. Yeah. But again, Jameson Crowder is only here for a year or two. Most likely he's a rental. And so you're, you just, it'd be great to have some awesome young talent. I mean, look at some of the receivers that have been drafted in the second round and how big they are, they are to their teams right now. Like AJ Brown, who apparently wants to trade. I think Debo Samuel was a second round pick. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Um, DK. I mean, we haven't even gotten to the whole Debo Samuel wanting to be traded right now. I think that's an interesting conversation, but I, I you know, I don't think we'll do too much on it because I don't think it's super realistic for the Bills um, to to get him because again, he's a fourth year player, I believe, who's going to have in in a contract year or something like that, who's going to be super expensive. But I think that in the like what you said about the studying of the value for the picks, it's really interesting this year because there's just not the value that teams would assign. Like you need to hit on these picks. So you're not chasing your tail of trying to replace without money that you don't have. You know what I mean? Like, like, we're Oh gonna, yeah. And yeah, um, sure. it's, it, I mean, you see trades happening right now that you don't usually see like Kansas city has two firsts. The saints traded next year's first for this year's first. The Eagles took a pick next year for a pick this year because they're trying to load up for next year. And don't the giants have like, I want to say they have three first round picks, two or three. Do you know what the deal is with them? Somebody I might has. have to look at the draft order to, to see that. But. but it's interesting because you got teams that are going for it and for trades. Dolphins made a big trade, you know, chiefs traded picks, but they're the teams are reloading. They're, they're looking at next year already, which you don't always see. Uh, because of the way that these players are coming out. And again, you have a bunch of COVID players in here that missed a year or added a year. So we're going to get some wild cards in this draft one way or another. Like everything that we say right now, it sounds all cool when we're recording it, but two weeks from now, it could all be different. And then... Yeah, I mean, Brandon Bean could defend, could draft a defensive tackle at yeah. pick 25. You know, it's yes. like... I, I just... The only thing is, I I hope they don't take a running back at 25. That's my even only if it's thing. that kid from even if it's that kid from Iowa State, uh, is that Spiller? Uh, no, Hall. no, it's Bryce the, Hall. Well, Bryce Hall, yeah. Bryce Hall. There's yeah. a lot of mocks that have him lasting till pick. Uh, what is it, 54? That they have. So I I could see them taking him in the second round possibly, but I mean, I'll I'll be honest. I don't think that. I th- I'd be fine going into next season with Singletary a- a- as running back one. I don't think that there's any pick that Brandon Bean could make where I'd be like, "Ugh, that's the wrong pick. Cause obviously he knows, you know, he's done more work on this than I have. So, you know, I, I think we all feel that way, but it'll be exciting. Cause if they get, if they get a weapon there or a cornerback, I think I'd be the most happy with, with a cornerback. Same. I mean, if you, if you get a stud cornerback at 25, this is the same part of the draft that Trey white was taken at. That was pick Trey White was picked 26, 24. Can't no, remember. It's like 20. It was later than that. It was 28, 29. Yeah. If we get another stud cornerback, and I'm not saying that it has to be as great of a hit as as Trey White was, but I mean, you're talking about this defense that was already the number one defense in football last year. Has everybody returning? I mean, except for a couple of, of veterans and you know. Harrison Phillips and, and Jerry Hughes and Mario Addison. 
and Levi Wallace, of course. Um, but if, if you're upgrading at that cornerback two position and adding a more athletic player there that allows you to play more man and you have Trey white coming back at full strength, at least midway through the season at, as the worst predictions will put him at this, this bill seems just going to be scary, you know, and these guys this is are gonna be, good, scary, good. <laughs> it's going to be a hell of a year of football. Uh, you know, this is why we geek out about the schedule so much. It's not like the Bills are going to be the the seventeen and zero Patriots. You know they were sixteen and zero. That's but. what you say now, buddy. And then it happens. Oh, I will pick. I will pick them to win every single game next year, wholeheartedly believing that they will. We'll do our episode but right before where we pick all the games. But that's like it's not like these now. are going to be a bunch of boring Bills blowout games. And by the way, a Bills blowout is not boring in in any way whatsoever. No, and but. that's all we got last year. Every win was by twelve or more points, and every loss was by less than one score. So we lived and died on the edge of our I seats know, last year. I know, right. So, I mean... Woohoo! Who's ready? They're, they're just... They're, they're going to be scary good. It's it's yeah. going to be exciting. So, I'm excited to see who they pick. I, I think this draft is going to be really fun because they're not drafting for huge holes or huge needs. I mean, if this roster rolled out week one, minus, you know, cornerback two, which at this point would be whoever is behind Dean Jackson on the depth chart because... Trey White probably won't be back to start the season at full strength. Really? Uh, I mean, optimistically, he's ready by the end of training camp into into week one. But ACLs are are tough things, and I know that they don't want to put him out there week one. Just one if, more thing I wanted to add to before we wrap up is that I'll be really excited. I did just take a look at the draft order, and the Giants have picks five and seven, just to see where Joe Schoen and um, Brian Day will get a start with that build in New York. I think will also be something to keep an eye out on, and I think that that's a really good opportunity for them. It's kind of like when we um, had the opportunity to take Josh and Tremaine, you know, in the first round. And I think that if they nail those two picks, that's something that could be really interesting as well. Yeah. I have no problem rooting for the giants at this point. Um, first of all, I think they're throwback unis. Like the, those are, those are the second best uniform in the NFL behind all the bills uniforms. Really? But interesting, dude, I don't know. Yeah. I, I'm, Bias due to my first ever Ricky Williams jersey, but I, I and I know I don't like the Dolphins, but I love that teal green Bro. old school jersey. Ricky's I the know, man, but I know Pat loves Ricky Williams jerseys. <laughs> anyway, um, well, that's going to wrap it up for us for this episode. Um, tweet us your guys' pick at 25 uh, or your mock drafts or anything like that. We'll try to do one on our next show, and hopefully, it won't be a train wreck. So, um, hope you guys enjoyed listening, and as always, go Bills, go team, go. to do's less time and an infinite number of tools to keep track of sometimes doing business has never felt harder but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals you can just use hubspot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier imagine this high quality leads fast closing deals wildly happy customers and more benchmark breaking quarters it's not a miracle it's hubspot visit hubspot.com to get started today